0: Hi, I'm Daniel Fuller from the Abundant Life Training Center. And welcome to our daily community meditation, where today we're talking about following through. So over the last couple of days, we've talked about how sometimes God stretches us. He puts us in this stretch position and we could fight against it. We could resist it. We could just let it happen or we can embrace it and we can pull into that stretch, yield to it. And we've talked about the example of a golfer hitting a golf ball about how he first starts with a backswing and it's that backswing where he's storing up all this potential energy. He's putting his body into an elongated or stretched position and he's storing up all this potential energy. And then as he begins to move back toward the golf ball again, to hit that golf ball, he doesn't just release everything all at once. He wants to start transferring his lower body toward the ball, but he wants to keep that club head back. He wants to let it lag behind just a little bit. So it begins to create some torque and club head speed in his swing. And we've talked about storing up, treasuring God's word and our heart expanding on the inside. God expanding our capacity, embracing that stretch that he has for us. And then God sometimes doesn't release everything he has for us at once. Sometimes he holds it back just a little bit. But it's actually for our benefit because it produces a more powerful impact in our life. And then we got to begin to transfer that power from that stored up position into the point of contact. And we talked about yesterday, our verbal cue for that is stay in your seat. I played baseball in college and we had a hitting instructor. He's one of the best hitting instructors I've been around. And he had this verbal cue he would give his hitters as they're transferring that power into the point of contact, which was to stay in your seat. He had a way of teaching his hitters to use their hips and their legs. And it was like they were sitting in an imaginary chair. Well, We've been released from darkness, transferred into light. We've been raised up with Jesus. We've been seated at God's right hand, made one with him. And we got to begin to see life from that heavenly perspective. We've got to stay in our seat, staying at rest in Christ. Because that's what allows God to do the work. When we rest, God goes to work. And it begins to transfer that power. And we got to carry it through to the point of contact. Where when we show up in everyday life, we make contact with the issues and the problems and the needs and the demands of life. Full of faith, full of trust, resting and trusting in God's grace. Trusting at that point of contact rather than backing off of it. Getting into fear or doubt or unbelief, meeting it with faith and trust that God's right there with us. We're transferring that power into that problem. But then we got to follow through. You see in baseball or in golf or a lot of these sports, you'll see a, a hitter will get to the point of contact and then they'll stop the swing. And it never produces the impact that it could if they would simply follow through all the way. Now, that hitting coach that I was telling you about, he also always talked about one of the most important aspects of the swing is finishing long and following through long and high. And I think the way that we do that is we set our minds on God's grace. We receive that grace at the point of contact. We've been storing it up. We release it out into the world. But then we got to follow through by keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, keeping our eyes fixed on him and walking in love because faith works through love. How do we follow through? I think we love well. I said, so Heavenly Father, we are asking for your help today. Help us to be people of tremendous follow through. We not only start things, we not only meet things head on, but we follow through tremendously. We follow through in love. We follow through in faith. We follow through by keeping our eyes fixed on you, on the things above. The Bible tells us to set our minds on the things above the things of heaven. We're asking for your help to be great at following through. We're going to take communion over this, but why do we take communion every day? Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. The Apostle Paul says, every time you take communion, you're proclaiming the death of Jesus. And in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation of all the benefits of this new covenant. Sets it all in motion. So as we take communion today, we're believing, we're receiving this from God. He's activating this, helping us to become great at following through in our life. But it's also important we take communion the right way. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 says we should be examining ourselves when we take communion. It says, So then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread or drink of the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. And that's why so many among you are weak and sick And a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we're judged in this way by the Lord, we're being disciplined so that we will not finally be condemned with the world. Let's take a moment to examine ourselves here. Let's start with, let's celebrate. What are the ways that we walked in the light over the last day? Ways we walked in love, ways we walked in the truth. Just think back. Every moment of every day, we get an opportunity. We're either walking in the light, we're resting and trusting in God's grace, we're walking in faith, or we're not. What are some indicators that we're resting in our soul? Putting God first, we're being open and honest and transparent, present and full of joy. Walking in love, kind and patient and gentle, always assuming the best keeping no records of wrong, delighting in the truth, always hoping, always trusting, always persevering. Could be ways we were self-controlled or we responded to maybe adversities and just positivity and faith and belief. Ways that we took action and we persevered. Maybe we gave ourselves or other people grace when we missed the mark or somebody else missed the mark. And we brought our best. We didn't just go through the motions, but we brought our best. We were fully... Alive, fully present in that moment. Just take a moment to examine your day. What were the ways that you were walking in this over the last day? And then we've all got buttons in our life. Buttons in our heart. Emotional buttons. Things that push our buttons. It could be health stuff. It could be relationships. It could be finances. It could be work. And these buttons cause us to lose our position in the light. We step out of it. Symptoms of that would be broken fellowship with God or people. We feel like there's a strain in their relationship. Maybe we're snapping at people. We got stress or frustration, heaviness and pressure. Maybe we're lacking self control, responding in a harsh or angry way, feeling down or depressed, complaining, venting, pouting, being ungrateful, toiling in our minds, stress and worry, prioritizing money. And stuff over people hoarding stuff not being generous retaliating at people or giving them the silent treatment or avoiding them maybe we're focused on lack not enough time not enough money not enough resources rather than the problems or the promises of god and when we're out of position it feels like something's missing because in christ there's fullness in him And so we're going to ask God to help us to reprogram these buttons in our life so that we just stay positioned in the light consistently. Because God is greater than our hearts. He can reprogram these things. Nothing's too hard for Him. And so Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help. First of all, we just thank you. We get this opportunity every moment of every day to just walk with you, to walk in the light with you, walk in the light as you are in the light. And we ask you to forgive us for any ways that we lost our positioning. We responded in a way that was not you. We're going to forgive ourselves. We're going to take that pressure and condemnation off ourselves. If we have anybody else that we need to make peace in a relationship with, we're going to take those steps. We're going to humble ourselves and restore that peace in those relationships. Because peacemakers will be called the children of God, the sons of God. And Father, I thank you that what you put within us is more than enough to handle whatever comes at us in a beautiful, graceful way. I ask you to help you help us to grow and to cultivate what you put within us so that we respond to whatever used to push our buttons. We respond in a whole new way with a, a beautiful, graceful way. And we thank you that the night Jesus was betrayed. He took the bread and said, this is my body spoken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We'd all missed it. We'd all turned to our own ways, done things our own way. And God laid upon Jesus the punishment that we deserved. And by his stripes we've been healed. He was crushed. He was destroyed. He was smitten by God. So that we could be right and holy and perfect in God's sight. All through, one, all through his one sacrifice. And God raised him up from the dead and seated him at his right hand. And he raised us up together with him, made us sit together with him in heavenly places. And communion is a celebration of our union with him, being joined together as one. So Father, I thank you for this bread and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. And it's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light. Into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's the great king. His blood washes us and cleanses us, gives us a fresh start in life. We get to walk out this day, today, in a covenant relationship with God, walking in the light with Him. So, Father, I thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you're a juice, you can take a juice. Now let's talk about some practical application into our health and fitness. Let's get great at following through. You see a lot of people in the world that get started with health and fitness, start eating better, start exercising, but their follow-through is not good. So part of what we're asking God for help with today is he's going to help us to be people who are great at following through. Let's take the first steps, and he's going to meet us there. He's going to carry us forward from there. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to be a part of what we're doing in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you go to theabundantlifetrainingcenter.com.